Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Seth Jarvis wins the draw back to Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo works it across for Cole. Cole shot deflected. Sent along the boards where it's scooped up. Svechnikov centers in the score! The puck has eyes, and Derek Stepan buries his second as the Carolina Hurricanes tie it up here in the first period. Working it across, it's Seth Jones. Jones shot, deflects into the corner. Carolina will escape Jarvis. He's got a break on a step. Jarvis in on flurry. Jarvis loses it and the score. Jarvis loses the handle, but it gets through flurry. Welcome to the National. His first NHL goal for Seth Jarvis. First time the Canes have trailed heading into the third period all season long. Here's the good news. They've outscored their opponents 11-2 in the final frame. And now it's Svechnikov out to Foss right on. He scores! Wasting no time. Make it 12 goals in the third period. Quickie does it again. Jesper Foss ties it at 3, 17 seconds in. Into the Chicago end. He's all by himself. Waits for some reinforcements. Gets it back to Bear. Bear at the point. To Ajo. Now Natchez. Natchez never scores! It leaks through Marc-Andre Fleury. And Natchez, his second goal in two games, has given Carolina a 4-3 lead. We'll get to a loose puck in the corner. Can't clear. Kept in by Kubelik. Sent across. Murphy shot deflected. And Anderson with the steady glove makes the save. 36 seconds left on the penalty kill for now Carolina. He's got his 409th goal of his career. Feathers one for Taves right on Anderson with a big save stopping the Chicago captain. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us as we have started the previous eight morning after podcasts. You can't go 82 and 0 without first going 9 and 0. And the Carolina Hurricanes are in fact nine wins, no losses, no points have left town that didn't belong to Carolina. Absolutely remarkable. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Go online for a free no obligation estimate, don't you know? At AluminumCompany.com, roofing, siding, entry doors, storm doors. They've got it all. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. So, Carolina was the better team. Carolina was also the sloppier team. Carolina, arguably, the luckier team. A lot of that, you make your own luck. And the Hurricanes get a 4-3 win, score two goals quickly in the third period, erase a 3-2 deficit. Uh, and there was a lot of good. There was a lot of sloppy in this game. 
there were some self-inflicted wounds that cost Carolina goals. Uh, at least two absolute gaffes by the Hurricanes uh, gave Chicago goals tonight. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov and Brady Shea really had uh, goals hung on them. Uh, but ultimately, Freddie Anderson was excellent again. Seth Jarvis is the real deal. And Jacob Slavin showed tonight why he is one of the best defensemen in the entire National Hockey League. 27 minutes on the ice. He he was on the ice, I believe, more than he was off the ice in the third period. Not kidding. Brett Pesci did not play in the third. Uh, he took a spill into the boards. Uh, forcing an icing in the second period fairly early. He did come back to play in the second, but I was wondering, is that uh, left arm, is it back because he hit the wall pretty hard? Is it possibly head? I don't know. We don't know if he's in protocol. Rod Brindamore didn't have any good answers after the game. Uh, he's He never has good answers about injuries. We have to, uh, all have to come to grips with that. Uh, but uh, no Brett Pesci. Carolina had to kill off eight minutes of power play time. Uh, and the the worst part about it is it, you got no Pesci, who's one of, if not their best, penalty-killing defensemen. And three of the other defensemen who normally spend time on the PK, and Carolina's lucky, five of their six defensemen are regular parts of the penalty kill. Um Ethan Bear took a four-minute penalty. Ian Cole took a penalty. And Brady Shea took a penalty. It was a tough night for Brady Shea, I thought. Uh, although he made some good plays, so he was sort of a mixed bag. But uh, he had a bad turnover for a goal. He uh, took a penalty. And um, otherwise, I mean, he wasn't... Again, there was, a, there was some good from Brady Shea tonight. Uh, he broke up some plays in the defensive zone. He pinched, although he was not necessarily particularly dangerous offensively. Uh, but uh, that mistake, the mistake that led to uh, the third goal that made it 3-2, uh, rather 3-1, uh, the DeBrinket goal, uh, that was uh, ungood. We'll just call it ungood. Uh, but a lot of things to get to tonight. We're going to talk to Alec Campbell in just a little bit. Um, and if we can get an update on Brett Pesci, we will try to bring it to you. So let's just, let's kind of go through it here. Carolina has had, uh, I'm just trying to go off memory here. They have gone down early in, if I'm not mistaken, three of their last four games, I think it was. Uh, they gave up the first goal to Arizona. They gave up the first goal to Chicago uh, in uh, Raleigh on Friday didn't give up a goal to Boston, but gave up the first goal to to Toronto. So Monday against Toronto, Austin Matthews scores early in the first period. Um, Friday against Chicago, they give up the first goal. They actually, gave up the first goal. Then after tying it, gave up the next goal to fall back, fall behind two one. Um, and they did that with Arizona as well as the Coyotes score the first goal. So. In four of the last five games, the Hurricanes have given up the first goal. Um, to their credit, they are 
five, uh, five and zero oh when they give up the first goal. They've give they've given up the first goal more than they've scored the first goal. So I think we can deposit that statistic in the trash heap. Anyway, um, they just didn't look good early on. It was as though they were slow getting to the rink. Uh, dare I say, didn't start on time. Uh, and Svechnikov specifically had a very, very difficult start to the period. Uh, lost the fly ball. I think he lost it in the lights or lost it in the sun. Uh, thought it was going to be an infield fly rule. Don't know. Uh, but he went to knock it down. He whiffed on it. And it ends up on the stick of Alex DeBrinket. Uh, he scores his 12th goal in 16 games against the Canes. Uh, then I think next shift, Svechnikov had another giveaway. Uh, didn't lead to a goal, but it led to a, an Andre hooking penalty. Uh, Carolina's penalty kill was very good in the first period. He's very good throughout, 5-for-5 five five against a power play that has given Carolina trouble this year. I think Chicago was either 2-for-5 or 2-for-6 in Raleigh, uh, and that gave Chicago seven power play goals at that point in the last uh, nine games against Carolina, but they were 0-for-5 tonight. The Hurricanes' power penalty kill was absolutely spectacular. Um, Andre did get the secondary assist on the Derek Stepan goal, uh, but Andre just kind of fought the puck tonight. He whiffed the puck, whiffed on some shots, whiffed on some passes, um, but you know, the good and the bad, Andre also made things happen early in the third period. Uh, his pa- pass to Jesper Faust uh, led to the goal 17 seconds in, that made it 3-3, and then not too long after that, uh, really good play. Aho Bear back to Aho, quick pass to Natchez, uh, and he leaks one through Mark Andre Fleury. Who Mark Andre Fleury played a pretty good game tonight until the third period, and those two goals both went through Fleury. Uh, I don't believe that Mark Andre Fleury is happy with either of those goals, but such is life. Um, but you know. So Svetch was sort of a mixed bag. Uh, but I thought, for the most part, there were a lot of good performances tonight. So let's just handle some of that. We'll take a break, and we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Um, we'll give you my three stars later. I thought Sebastian Ajo was excellent tonight. Five shots on goal, uh, was creative offensively, held on to pucks, Excellent defensively, 7-5 and five in the face-off circle. He continues to be an absolute machine. He's over 60%, uh, I believe, on the season in the face-off circle or right at 60% on the dot. He's just been great in all three zones. Uh, again, made plays, killed penalties, disrupted things. Uh, he was part of that penalty kill that was so good. That was 5-5, five 5-5. Five, uh, five for five. Uh, But he could have had some goals tonight. Uh, and we're still waiting for the offensive explosion that we always seem to get, uh, and we will get it, but the rest of his game is absolutely spectacular, and it's not like Andre, or rather Sebastian, isn't hitting the uh, score sheet. Uh, Again, he had the assist on the Martin Natchez goal, uh, and that was the primary assist, and he really makes the play. Uh, Tara Vina with a nice backhand pass into the zone. Ajo kind of fights off. Uh, a defender gives the puck back to Bear. Bear gave it to Ajo. And Ajo, I think Tripp talked about it tonight. Uh, Sebastian is always looking ahead 
as he's either about to pick up the puck or as the pass is coming to him, uh, he's always looking to see where he can go with the puck. And uh, he made a great quick pass to Natchez, who let go uh, with a, a, you know, a great wrist shot. Uh, and honestly, again, I said it before, Fleury should have stopped it, but uh, good shot by Natchez, and the Hurricanes will take the break. No question about that. Penalty kill again. Uh, I don't think you can stress enough how much Carolina really relies on their penalty kill. They have to stay out of the box, and for the most part, they did tonight. Just one, I think it was just one uh, penalty in the first 40 minutes and then four in the last 20. You can't spend eight minutes of power play time, eight minutes of penalty kill time. You can't do that in the third period. You're going to Florida, they'll, they'll eat you alive. You go to Tampa after that, they will eat you alive. That is something that must be rectified uh, otherwise, Carolina is going to get the floor wiped with them uh, in Florida and in Tampa. So you can't do that. Chicago's got a very good power play, and it's been effective against Carolina, as I said. But um, Florida and Tampa, I don't care what the numbers are. Uh, they've got elite talent, and they can play with a more physical edge than Chicago. That's the one thing I will say about the Blackhawks. They've got some uh, a lot of skill. I don't think they play necessarily, although on Hardeman with the with the play on Brady Shea uh, to free Debrinket for the goal. That was a man's play, but there wasn't enough of that from Chicago tonight. And Carolina can be physical with the Blackhawks. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, good again, really good again. How about Tony D'Angelo had to kill penalties tonight? Yeah, two minutes of penalty kill time for Tony D'Angelo. Seventh assist, nine points in nine games. He is a plus 11 on the season. That's right, a plus 11 for Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo was second on the team on the Hurricanes in time on ice among defensemen. Second on the team. Uh, 21.50, Jacob Slavin played 27 minutes. Brady Shea played 21.05 uh, D'Angelo and Slavin, the only defenseman that didn't spend time in the penalty box tonight. Uh, so, and then let's uh, let's spend some time talking about Seth Jarvis, who through two periods, I think you could argue was Carolina's best forward, and he might have been Carolina's best forward all night, uh, except that the guys who killed penalties, Aho, Stahl, Natchez, Trocheck, were all so good killing penalties that it really tipped the scales, and Jarvis barely played in the third period. Jarvis, Stepan, Stepan played a little bit late, uh, but Jarvis and Steven Lorenz both didn't play a ton at all. Uh, Maybe they took, if they took three shifts, I'd actually be surprised uh, in the third period. I'm actually looking looking at it right now just to see what, uh, what Seth Jarvis did in the second period. It took a handful of shifts. I think it took four shifts. Uh, in the third period, maybe five, but uh, now it was, I think, four shifts in the period, and they were just all very, very short. Uh, same thing with uh, Derek Stepan. Uh, he did not play. He played a little bit more than Jarvis, Stephen Lorenz. Uh, yeah, Stephen Lorenz and Seth Jarvis basically uh, mirrored each other. Uh, and you can understand it. Uh, on the road, Rod was going to rely on veterans, especially since Jarvis is not part of the penalty kill. Lorenz is, 
Uh, but Carolina did get stuck out there. There wasn't a lot of line changes. They couldn't get off the ice, couldn't clear the puck. Uh, Chicago really controlled it for probably the last uh, the last six minutes of penalty kill time. So it was uh, was a little bit of a battle, but hey, those battles just make you stronger, right? Uh, but Jarvis was excellent in the game, uh, made so many good plays. Um, he, he scores his first NHL goal, and that's probably the play of the game for Carolina because I didn't think in the second period they were all that great. Um, Chicago was creating mis- creating mistakes from Carolina. Uh, they get the goal early to go up 2-1. Then they get the second one, uh, the DeBrinket goal. He now has 13 goals in 16 career games against Carolina. Nothing you can do about it. I, well, no, there's something you can do about it. Uh, but some people just, uh, the goals just find their way in when uh, they see your team, and Alex Dabrinkit is one of those players against Carolina. Uh, but Carolina really wasn't playing well, and that play was really a Brady Shea. Uh, I don't even know how many times he made a mistake on the same sequence. I think it was three. He made a mistake mishandling the puck at the blue line, then lost a physical battle, then lost another physical battle. Uh, it was kind of uh, it was kind of a comedy of errors, and it winds up in your net, and it's three one, and you think, all right, well, you can't win them all, even though we think maybe uh, the Hurricanes can. Kidding. But Jarvis tips a puck at the defensive blue line, gets it out into the neutral zone, blows past Gustafson, and then loses control of the puck enough, but then gets enough of the puck to nudge it through the five hole. And Jarvis has his first NHL goal. Here's how it sounded. Working it across, it's Seth Jones. Jones shot, deflects into the corner. Carolina will escape Jarvis. He's got a break on a step. Jarvis in on flurry. Jarvis loses it and the score! Jarvis loses the handle, but it gets through flurry. Welcome to the National. His first NHL goal for Seth Jarvis. He's real. He makes plays in the defensive zone. He makes plays in the neutral zone. Keeps pucks alive in the corners. Uh, he made a great pass to Stephen Lorenz, uh, who had a backhand try on Mark Andre Fleury that didn't go. Seth Jarvis just looks like a legit, a, a legitimately good NHL player right now at age nineteen. I don't think there's any question. Seth Jarvis. Is I, I do want to remind myself that we acted this way about Jake Bean 10 games in. Oh, there's no way he's coming out of the lineup. There's no way he's coming out. The, 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 the more we watch Jake Bean, the more we said, eh, he's not that good. Um, so there's still a lot to, uh, to look forward to with Seth Jarvis. But holy cow, he was good tonight. Uh, and that goal, I think, gave Carolina life. And even though they didn't score again in the second period, you could tell that they were back in the game. It's a one-shot hockey game. Carolina wasn't good. Statistically, they were good in the second period. Uh, but I think, honestly, they really weren't. And then in the third, I mean, right out of the gate. And what I liked is that, and I think Rod talked about this between the second and third periods, uh, too cute, don't be cute, play a little bit of a hard, heavier game. Uh, and they went right to the net on the first goal. Uh, it was Jesper Faust getting it, a, a pass, Slavin across to Svechnikov, back into the middle to Faust. Uh, but 
Again, aggressive play going toward the net. Uh, that gets the goal right away, 17 seconds in. Uh, and then the Natchez goal, again, good heavy play in the offensive zone by Carolina, fighting off defenders to make a play. Ajo with the pass to Natchez for the goal. Uh, that all happened very quick. And then I actually thought we were going to be in for one of those bonkers third periods. Um, and I guess we sort of were, except that Chicago didn't score any goals, even though they had eight minutes of power play time. The PK was just fabulous. And once again, Freddie Anderson. I mean, just spectacular, including a uh, a subtly great save on Patrick Kane pretty late. Now Patrick Kane, who's got his 409th goal of his career. Feathers one for Taves right on Anderson with a big save, stopping the Chicago captain. Sorry, did I say Kane? I meant Taves. That was a freaky good pass from Kane to Taves. Saucers won ahead. Uh, soccer would call it a good through ball. It really was. It was fantastic. Uh, Ian Cole ultimately took a penalty on that, made it a little easier on Anderson. Uh, but there were just some spectacular saves by Freddie Anderson as, as he continues to play really well. Uh, 27 saves on 30 shots. Uh, and there you go. Uh, and now they will take this show on the road again or, or continue on the road. They'll head to Florida. I think Carolina is actually coming home tonight and they will uh, they'll spend today, tomorrow, rather Thursday, whatever you're listening to this in Raleigh and probably fly out Friday afternoon for Florida. But Florida on Saturday, Tampa on Tuesday. We'll see if they can keep this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> magic carpet ride rolling. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes, uh, Radio Maven, also my friend, Monday through Friday. Uh, you can't go 82-0 and without going 9-0. The Hurricanes are 9-0. They are now uh, undefeated while trailing, entering the third. Your thoughts? Yes, yes. They were... Zero, zero, and zero when trailing after two periods. And, of course, that, that hadn't happened this year. So <laughs> uh, they were perfect. They had not lost in that situation, and they still haven't lost. They're, they're now 1-0, one, oh, one zero, and zero when trailing after two periods. <laughs> um, it was a uh, different kind of win for Carolina tonight. But, hey, if you're going to go 82-0, and oh, you gotta win right. different, different ways on different nights. You know, the NHL team on the other side, even though they were just a one-win team, but of course, a zero-win team gave Carolina a tough game last Sunday yeah. against the Arizona Coyotes. So, any given night, you can get beaten, and the Hurricanes made it interesting let's just say to say the least tonight I didn't I didn't love the first couple of periods they played honestly I mean feel like we kind of tried to put the proverbial lipstick on the pig after both of those periods I do think the hurricanes got better as each period went along but overall I just didn't think they were very good you know frankly in the third period I guess when you look at the big picture they weren't that great either considering they committed three penalties including a double minor yeah but they got it done early in the third period, enough so that they could 
squeezed by a win. Marc-Andre Fleury probably wants that one back from Martin Natchez. I think he wants them both back. But Yeah, probably does. But, um, you know, find a way to win, and that's all that matters, I suppose. Yeah, I, um, I think what you but, said, what you said about the early stages of both the first and second period, Carolina wasn't good in the in the first say five minutes of the first, and they weren't good in like the first six or seven minutes of the second. Um, but I thought they were better the rest in in the rest of each period, and they really controlled the play. Um, yeah, you know. I, th- I thought whether it was Flurry making a couple of nice saves or Carolina just fighting the puck, they just had a lot of opportunities that just couldn't find the mark. Svechnikov, I think, swung and missed three times. I know I made the joke on the intermission that he swung and missed more times in Chicago than Javi Baez, uh, but there was a bunch of that from Andre uh, today, and I don't remember who made the pass. Actually, uh, the pass was bad, so I'm glad I don't remember, but Ethan Bear was essentially on top of the crease and Flurry was way out of position. All the pass has to be is to his tape and it's a goal. And they couldn't yeah. make they couldn't make that connection. Um but you know, they when they needed two goals early early in the third, they got two, maybe with help from Flurry, but uh, they figured out a way, and then to kill eight minutes of penalties in the third period without Pesci, and each of the penalties were committed by a defenseman who's part of the penalty kill. Cole, Shea, Bear times two. It's just remarkable. that they And Chicago's power yep. play is not only good, but has been good against Carolina. To kill off mm-hmm. eight minutes of penal- penalties in the third period was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, Carolina was shorthanded, essentially, including the empty net for Chicago in the six-on-five. They were simply shorthanded for the last five-and-a-half minutes of the game because the bearer penalty happened at 14.34. And so Carolina was down a man for five-and-a-half minutes and somehow figured out a way to get out of it. Freddie Anderson was great down the stretch, and that was – a big part of it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, um, it was not, not, not the best. I mean, you look back at like the first period, for instance, you look back at all the metrics for the first period and Carolina essentially doubled Chicago up in just about everything yeah. and comes away with a tie hockey game. I mean, just all situations, natural statric had Carolina, you know, 21, 11, Corsi, yep. you know, I mean, high danger scoring chances were essentially doubled. I think shots on ball were twelve six after the first. So they they really, according to the numbers, were for the better team. But they come away one one in the first. The second period was kind of more of the same of that, and they come away down three two after two. So it was a uh, you know weird. Weird kind of win, but a win nonetheless. And now things, I think, start to get a little bit harder. I mean, especially with Florida coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, they, the the way they played today against Florida doesn't get it done. Uh, not only do you have Florida, you have Tampa a few days later. Um, let's talk about 
how they got to 3-2 and how it probably changed the complexion of the whole game. So they're, they really were kind of laboring in the, uh, in the second period. Uh, it was right, not that long after the Brady-Shea, I mean, yeah. just, yeah. oh, oh, it was yeah. ugly. Uh, what what the official time of the goal was 824. Uh, four minutes after that, roughly, that Seth Jarvis kid makes a play, little subtle stick play with his um, right just inside the defensive blue line. Uh, it gets past Gustafson, and he's gone, and he scores the goal. And I really think the game changed on that play because now Carolina's like, oh, it's a one-shot game. And the kid made so many good plays. You can write it literally as if you if you keep notes during a game, you can write down every time he makes a good play because he makes a good play almost every shift. He's a remarkable little little player. Yeah, he's my first star tonight. I think he was. I think he was the best player for Carolina. Um, but yeah, I mean. You're, you know, when you get in those situations, you're down two goals. And you're not going to win the game in one shot. So you really just have to find a way to get out of, to, to mitigate the damage in the second and then hopefully, you know, come back in the third. And that's exactly what they did. You get one to go. Probably, you know, speaking of goals that Flurry wants back, that's probably one he wants back too. Because honestly, <laughs> I think he was just – I think he was fooled that Jarvis lost the puck. I mean, he was probably expecting something else, and it just sort of slowly slid between the wickets. I mean, if you could do that on purpose all the time, that's like the yeah. ultimate changeup. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's basically what it was. was like It was like a, it was like a palm ball. It was like a, like a minor, like, throwing a it was just a, a lob it was an ephus pitch you know yeah it was the old <laughs> the old floater you know where it's just like i just don't even know how to handle this because i never see it <laughs> so but you know good for him because he you know they always say you, you earn your luck you yeah. earn your bounces or whatever he definitely earned it i mean he was setting people up great little between the legs play to set up I think it was Stefan at one point. He had one little saucer pass to to Lorenz. To, to Lorenz oh. at one point. That was I mean, he just makes great little instinctive plays. I mean, you talk about the plays he makes along the wall and yep. the, the little battles he wins and things like that. Defensive plays. I mean, just all around. He's just a he's just a, a cheeky little sneaky little guy. And he's got some skill to him as well, and some speed. So he's been Definitely fun to watch, man. He was for me the first star tonight. He was, uh, he was, he was excellent. He didn't play a ton in the third period. That line did not see a lot of time uh, in no, the third he only period. Played nine minutes, nine and a half minutes for the entire game. Yeah, and I, th- I think he was in. He was over seven after two periods, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Jacob Slavin played more than he didn't. I think in the third period, certainly in the last. 15 minutes of the third period. He was on the ice more than he was off the ice. 
He ended up with 27 and uh, minutes and three seconds of ice time tonight. I think that's good. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing eight minutes of PK time, yeah. it certainly helps too. Six six fifty two total penalty kill time. Yeah, I mean, Jacob was good tonight. I mean, I I feel like we don't talk about his passing enough, <laughs> but he has the little skip pass type thing on the rush. Yep, over to Fetch, and Fetch feeds Jesper Foss. Um, but really great vision from Slavin on the pass there. So yeah, Slavin was uh, Slavin was a beast for sure. He was uh, an absolute machine tonight. Uh, and can we talk about the Tony D'Angelo assist in the first period to Derek Stepan? Yeah, I literally yeah. I watched that. I I can't tell you how many times I watched it, and I thought there's no way that's a pass. That's just a shot that was luckily mishit in the right spot, but it was a pass. It was yeah. Just, it was a brilliant, brilliant pass from D'Angelo. Yeah, I laughed at it. I mean, when I first saw the replay, I I did not question whether it was a pass or a shot. I thought it was a pass the entire time. Um, and I just laughed out loud, honestly, at the play. Um, it was a tremendous pass. Stepan in the uh, in the post game basically said, you're going to have to ask Tony, but I'll give it a pass. <laughs> uh he was he was good again he he was second on the team in ice time among defensemen he played 2150 yeah. yeah he's uh i mean he's fun player to watch man yeah fun he, player to watch. they uh brindamore flipped bear and d'angelo in the start of the second period i believe so D'Angelo played, took regular shifts with Slavin, which is why he played twenty-one fifty, um, and he even got two minutes of penalty kill time uh, because, again, every time they were in the box in the third period and Pesci's not playing, it was a penalty kill guy. It was Cole Shea, and then again Ethan Bear in the box, so they needed that. But uh, all in all. They got they got away with it. So give me your three stars, and then I will uh, I will let you go on your merry way. So my first was Seth Jarvis. Right. My second was was Derek Stepan. I, I I thought the fourth line was my favorite line of the night, and the third star is the penalty kill. <laughs> you just went straight penalty kill, which is fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess you could give it to Freddie if you wanted to, but I mean, that game really, when it comes down to it, hinges on the penalty kill in the third period because, you know, Chicago, it's, it's so funny when you watch some of these teams that aren't, that don't have good records, but then they throw their power play on the ice and you're going, oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the Brinkett, Kane, Kane, Kubelik, you know, whoever else is on their Seth power Jones, play. Seth like, Jones, yeah. Seth Jones, I mean, you're like, damn, that's a damn good power play. It is. Right? <laughs> they, it was almost it was similar for, for Arizona in a way, too. I mean, it's just – so I, I never for one second thought the Hurricanes were going to hold on. Just the way that game was going and with those guys on their power play, 
I mean, I, I, I thought for sure Chicago was going to find a way to tie it up. Oh, yeah. So, At least. If, and if they score early in that four-minute four, man, four minute, uh, double minor, uh, they, they yeah. might get two. Um, again, yeah. their power play has done very well against Carolina. It's a weird power play, man. Uh, Seth Jones isn't even really at the point. They put Seth Jones like yeah. on the half wall, and Patrick Kane's working at the point. They, they're all over yeah. the place. It is. Yeah. It, it is a blanket. Yep. They are. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're wild. They're, it's, it's, they are like they they they're so like freewheeling. Um, it's just. Uh, I mean, it can be a fun fun style to watch when they're doing it right, but it's also very high risk, you know, risk reward thing. All right, so real quick, my three stars. I considered Sebastian Ajo because I thought Ajo was excellent tonight. Uh, it was great uh, in all situations. I thought he played a pretty heavy game, uh, five shots on goal, but I did not go Sebastian Ajo. This is my way of sneaking in a fourth star, I guess. Um, third star, I, I went Seth Jarvis uh, as my third star. I just wish he had played more in the third uh, because I do think he was Carolina's best forward. Uh, through two periods, but he barely played uh, in the thirds. I went uh, Jarvis as my third star. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Freddie Anderson was my third star. Uh, 27 saves, and he was big in the third period. That penalty, especially those last couple of penalty kills, uh, he had Huge. he had to track the puck a lot. He had the very patient save on Patrick Kane as Kane was just drifting across the slot uh, with the backhand. Uh, just tremendous. Yeah. Uh, so I had Anderson as my third star, Jarvis as my second star, uh, and Jacob Slavin for 27 minutes of stallion time as the uh, as the first star of the game. That was uh, that was my pick. I love it. Yeah, I mean, Freddie. You know, when you talk about the penalty kill, I mean, what they say, your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer, yeah. and he was awesome the last few minutes of the game. So I'm I'm good with that. Uh, we probably just said the same thing different ways, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, um. But uh, yeah, man, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got any issues with that. All right, we got to stop taking penalties. That's that's what I do know. They can't do that. Dude. You can't commit four minor penalties in the third period against anybody and expect to win a game. Uh, and they're coming off games, you know, a run of games where they've committed a ton of penalties. Uh, mm-hmm. So committed know. eight against Chicago last time, right? Yeah, Chicago had they were two of eight on those power plays, but still, uh, you can't do that. You you run your guys ragged. I mean, Jordan Stahl kills off half of these power plays almost by himself. He was another guy I considered tonight, just for the work he did on the PK. I mean, he was just awesome. Um, but I, it just you're wearing these guys out. They can't uh, they can't keep doing that, and it will come back to bite them. Against um, against Florida and Tampa, you guys said that that has to stop. Um, but you know what? It was fun. It was fun. Uh, it was fun watching them do that. Uh, as somebody said on Twitter, it was edge of your seat stuff, and it was. But I don't need edge of my seat stuff. I'm getting old. <laughs> well, you know, it's sports, so 
That's true. It's good to get edge, edge of your seat stuff. I mean, it's that's uh, what makes it fun. All right, yeah. sir. We'll do this again Saturday after the Hurricanes take on the Florida Panthers, shall we? Sounds good. I can't wait. I I will have uh, bated breath, which is a terrible phrase, but uh, that's fine. I don't even know what that means. What does it mean? I assume it means that your breath smells like bait, which is awful. With bated breath, isn't isn't that what it means? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I, I, right. The first, I did not. I did not go to bait like fishing bait. I just thought there was like another term that meant something that I don't know about. I don't know. Maybe I'll do my homework. I'll look it up. Well, let's see what it says. Uh, oh, it's not. It's not bait as in fishing breath. Fi, uh, as in fishing bait. It's baited. B a t e d. Yeah, I understand what it means in a nervous and excited state anticipating what will happen. I understand that, uh, but why is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can you can figure out the you know the context clue of the saying, but I just I, I don't know what does baited mean. Uh, it's actually according to this, it's an abbreviation for the word abated. So now I don't uh, even like the phrase anymore. How much? You're not saving any time by shortening abated to baited. I don't get that. Mm. Now I hate the phrase. I'll never use it again. What are what are synonyms for that phrase? Like, what are other ways to say the same thing? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top exactly. of Exactly. I can't think of anything either. But that's what you get here on the Kane's Corner podcast. Explanations for weird sayings. We break it down. We break down weird sayings. Thank you, Miriam Webster. And uh, thank you, Alec Campbell. And we'll do this again for, uh, Saturday. Saturday we'll do this. All right. See you later. Let's eavesdrop on what the head coach had to say a little bit after tonight's 4-3 win in Chicago. We were great first two periods, that's for sure. Um, just kind of felt like we were just kind of going along with the game and not really, you know, certainly weren't playing our game the way we needed to. And, you know, Showed we were, we were down going into the third, but then you know obviously got to it. Majority of that third period, except for the penalties. I mean, the high sticking one's a tough one. Um, I didn't like the other one. Ian Cole did a great. I thought a great box out on a, a shot tip, but you know you gotta you gotta kill them when you get those situations, and that was the difference in the game. So it was overall it was obviously a good win. It wasn't wasn't a great first two periods for us. The guys dug in. That's all I can tell you, and that. You know, you're not always going to come out with those those type of results, but it's a great effort at the end for sure. Rod, when you're having 20 or 40 minutes like that, how big is it to have a a line, you know, Stepan's line playing really well and obviously scoring twice, especially when you throw a rookie on that line to to fill it out? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they you know, really good. They were solid the whole game. So, um, like, you, you, you good observation – uh, I got, you know, I get a little harsh. We weren't bad. We just weren't good. You know, we were just kind of going along with it, but they were good. So that line was solid and, you know, great to see Jarvie get that one. Um, you know, got, got kind of lucky that it went in, but a hell of a job to, you know, take off and, you know, get some separation on his D man. Really happy for the kid. I wanted to ask you specifically about uh, Anderson and um, I know he was probably upset with himself giving up those three goals, but once you guys got that one goal advantage, did, did you kind of sense that mentality of him saying, okay, I'm not giving up anything else. And you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take us home from here. 
well, you couldn't fault them on any of the goals. I mean, oh. kind of left them out to dry um, on those ones. But, uh, you know, like I said, the penalty kill, and, and he's a huge part of that at the end of the game. That was a difference. And he made that one save that, that was, you know, <laughs> light, lights out. So he's been great. You look at the score sheet, Sebastian Ajo has like one assist, but can you, he's like a lot of the players seem like in the game tonight. You always talk about not looking at the points. I mean, he did so many things for your team, it seems like. Oh yeah, he, he was he, he he was really good, and especially on the kill, uh, I thought he was exceptional. He had a couple chances there at the end where he actually um, had a great A, and he was you know it's instrumental on that the game winning goal, right? Just buying time, hanging on to it, and made a nice play. But um, yeah, he, he's can't say enough good things about him. Obviously, he's he's tremendous, and very fortunate to coach this kid. That's what I was saying before about Sebastian Ajo. Ajo played a brilliant, brilliant game tonight. But, you know, he gets the one assist, had five shots on goal, uh, and he has become a complete dominant player, and it's just a, a blast to watch. Somebody who maybe one day will be like Sebastian Ajo. Uh, Seth Jarvis had his first NHL goal tonight. Last game in Arizona, I came really close, hit the D-man's foot, so it's nice to get uh, nice to get one tonight, especially, yeah, like you said, against Marc-Andre Fleury, I think. Every, I grew up watching him, grew up idolizing him. So to get one against him uh, means a little bit more. What are you going to remember most about this moment? Uh, whew, that's a good question. I think, like I said, it being on Marc-Andre Fleury, that's a big one. Being in Chicago, it's an iconic rink, so it's fun to do it here. And then doing it with my line mates, I think uh, Derek Stepan and uh, Steven Lorenz. Yeah, they're two great players, and I, I wouldn't have had the success I ha- I've had so far without them. For on your goal there, you pulled off the little Kucherov move. Were you thinking of going for that? or? Uh, well, for the sake of this, I'm going to say it was on purpose, but uh, I can't say that uh, very confidently. See, I, I didn't think it was on purpose, so I appreciate Seth Jarvis just uh, copping to it in the postgame. There's going to be a lot of goals for Seth Jarvis. Uh, heck, there might be a lot of goals for Seth Jarvis this year. Uh, 13th pick coming uh, after the season that was interrupted and restarted, coming after bubble hockey. Kid's dynamite. I don't think he's going anywhere. And the Hurricanes are going to have to find a spot for Seth Jarvis in the lineup at some point this year when Nino Niederreiter comes back. Because let's not forget, Nino is playing great. Uh, and now there is a uh, now there's a glut. There are 13 legit NHL forwards on the roster. 13 legit. Derek Stepan's playing great. Steven Lawrence playing really well. Uh, there's really no nobody that's not playing well. They made some mistakes tonight, but uh, 9-0, and you can't go 82-0 without first going 9-0. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Love to hear what you think. Uh, appreciate your feedback. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. So uh, check them out if you need roofing or siding or doors or windows or whatever. If it makes your home more energy efficient and more beautiful, thealuminumcompany.com. Until Saturday night, after the Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers skate around for 60 minutes, maybe more. I'm Adam Gold. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast. See ya. Working it across, it's Seth Jones. Jones shot, deflects into the corner. Carolina.
will escape Jarvis. He's got a break on a step. Jarvis in on Flurry. Jarvis loses it and he'll do score! Jarvis loses the handle, but it gets through Flurry. Welcome to the National. His first NHL goal for Seth Jarvis. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.